you find yourselves entering a stark cave. With your dark vision, you can discern some of the stalagmites and stalactites that spot the cave. Suddenly, about 30 feet in, you see a small hint of a spark behind one of the stalagmites. After that brief spark, you see that a faint glow begins to grow into a bright orange light. It starts to make the turn behind the stalagmite and you see two creatures emerge. At this point, your DM asks you to roll a d20 for initiative. You see, initiative is basically what determines in what order your party reacts. So it basically tells you who goes first, who goes second, and so on. So what next? Let's find out on Loot, Adventure, and Mischief. Thank you for joining. Entering an encounter, there are three main options that a player can act upon. You've got your movement, your action, and your attack. Now, the movement is based on your speed, which is what discerns how far of a distance you can travel. Depending on equations that I'll go over in a different episode with y'all, uh, you can calculate how far you can move. Most of the squares that you see in popular shows and visual podcasts are usually 5 by 5 feet areas. So most distance with uh, that you mess with is divisible by 5. Knowing your speed will help you figure out how far you need to go to get to your object uh, objective, whether to engage your enemy quickly or what route suits your stealthy tactics the best. So, if the stalagmites your DM mentioned are close enough for you to run for cover, you could ask your DM to use your movement and your action to stealth behind cover, which feeds into our next segment. So your actions are basically anything outside of what is engaging in combat. In these cases, your DM will usually either ask you for an ability check or give you exposition as to how or why your character's current actions affect the narrative and the repercussions you bring upon either yourself or the team. Seeing the sparks in the room, I quickly grab my teammate, one of my teammates, and jump for cover. The team rogue describes what he plans on doing. Speaking in character, the player whispers to their companions, best to keep the element of surprise. This is an example of not only listening to details given by your DM, but it also promotes a sense of camaraderie and cooperation with your party members. So the more that you interact with each other and plan, the more fun and immersive it'll be. Um, also, actions boil down to the uses of items, a spell, uh, special ability, aiding a comrade, like grabbing them. Uh, the help action actually um, gives some of your party members advantage because you as a player are helping them, They're, you're aiding them. Um, so descriptions on how you go about doing things will always be followed by a dice roll depending on whether or not your dm okays a roll um so if he doesn't okay a roll he basically has got exposition for you so keep those ears pretty attentive um and that'll also give you pretty much like some information that you can build on uh waiting on your next turn so let's say another player gets up and he's 
He starts explaining. Getting up, I dust myself off and proceed to yell at the rogue. It's dark in here. We could get hurt. I walk away, fumbling around my backpack. I take a torch out and lighting it, I use my tin uh, lighting it using my tinderbox. The DM responds. You instantly attract the attention of the two bandits scouring the cave. They dash at you, brandishing their daggers. They both lunge at your stomach. The DM rolls attack dice and then rolls damage. They inflict minimal piercing damage, she explains. So one thing that I will say that it is that is a little harrowing, and um, it's one of those things that that can affect the flow of of how your session goes is communicating with friends as another persona. I mean, it can be nerve wracking, but one of the best ways that I've personally found to combat this is by familiarizing yourself as best as you can with the character that you've made. When you feel comfortable and confident as your new character, role-playing and reacting as your PC becomes easier and you become more affluent in speaking and describing what your character feels, what they're doing based on their feelings, and what motivates them to push forward. So once the dice are rolled and the dust is settled, uh, it's time for your party members to react to the things that are happening and how they'll handle the situation as it unfolds before them. So if once your turn is basically done, now you get to see how everybody else is going to react, see what they'll do, and then you get to decide how you'll react depending on their actions, their roles, and hopefully their successes as well as their failures. So, without further ado, I will let y'all guys go. Thank y'all so much for joining. This is Loot, Adventure, and Mischief, and I hope that you all enjoyed the podcast. By staying indoors and practicing social distancing, we can force COVID-19 to roll disadvantage on infection. Stay strong and stay safe, my friends.